When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Hotbed. This is the podcast brought to you by The Hotbed Collective. We are a merry band of women hell-bent on making the world better, one orgasm at a time. I'm Lisa Williams, although that intro sounded very Jeremy Clarkson, and you are... Anarchy Somerville. Anarchy Somerville. And this is our special lockdown special yeah we should probably special lockdown special we should be probably completely honest with our listeners in that we tried to record this once but we sounded too depressed so we've had to do it again haven't we definitely and so we did a (laughs) recording we thought wouldn't it be fun to do a lockdown episode and we were both feeling really sad we found it hard to find anything positive to say we had partners (laughs) and children barging in on the call and basically it was it was sort of like most people are trying to ex- trying to get their work done and not being able to um it was quite reflective i think of probably what many of our listeners was, are going yeah, through it probably wasn't that escapist was it if you were thinking about trying <laughs> to escape from your current reality i think we probably realized that we were just adding to the the heap of doom and gloom that can be around at the moment so what's helping you escape the doom and gloom at the moment have you found any escapism um on social media or on tele podcast t- tele um yeah there's been a couple of things I, there was a new um adam buxton podcast he seems to not release them very often actually but he did one with laura marling which was lovely because it almost felt like it was he did talk about corona a bit but he just went back to his old silliness again so that was quite nice um and then the other thing was um i've discovered you know cbb's do these bedtime stories and they did one with tom hardy well today i discovered one with um josh omi or josh om um reading a story um and so i thought i've I've actually stored it on the planner but i thought i'm not going to watch that with greta because it just doesn't feel right because it's actually (laughs) eliciting a certain response in my biological body which is probably not appropriate while my little daughter is in the room with me so uh but I've stored that up I think it's quite a funny move by CBeebies that they've discovered that using these really handsome attractive men to read bedtime stories is also pulling in the mums as well I mean did you watch the Tom Hardy one it's it's I don't know what's weirder from what you've just said like watching something sexy with your kid or watching a kid's 
story time by yourself. It's I know it is a bit odd, but he's honestly he's it, it's just it, it is a very strange dynamic because CBeebies is so innocent. You know, obviously, you know, hey Dougie, all the all the programs being I mean, I, you know, I'm addicted to all of these programs because at five o'clock in the morning, it's the only thing you can watch on the TV. Um but it, yeah, it just seems quite a funny move that they've obviously discovered that there's this dynamic where mums are watching and they're really enjoying it. Tom Hardy was a revelation, actually, because I didn't realise he was quite so posh because he often plays these kind of East Ender types. But in real life, he's he's quite posh. I can't remember whether you like Tom Hardy or not. Is he somebody who floats your boat? Yeah, I'm pretty basic bitch when it comes to Tom Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a little uh, a date with Tom Hardy. He could um, He could take me for a socially distant walk down uh, <laughs> down the garden path let's say I also that you talking like that reminds me basically of the fact that Saturday afternoon telly when we were younger was basically designed for the dads so we had Baywatch we had Gladiators and there I was just innocently watching enjoying it now I realize that timing wise I'm sure there was quite a lot of dads at home enjoying Erica Eleniak in her red swimsuit, Pammy in her swimsuit, all of those gorgeous gladiators in their tight lycra. If you see the the cut on those swimsuits now, because, I mean, obviously they were literally almost kind of vertical <laughs> from the crutch region, you know, sort of just mm. this one red strip. Um, like the Borat sort of, kind of costume, but red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they, they weren't really... Yeah, there was going to have to be a lot of kind of um, hair removal going on before they shot Baywatch. Um, Not very lockdown friendly, these swimsuits, because I don't no. know about you, but my bush is blooming. Sorry, listeners, that was probably a bit TMI. <laughs> Mine is too. And I also think my I've sort of let everything go a bit. So, um, I mean, my other half is complaining because his hair is as suddenly grown you know um do you know remember when he used to grow um like i don't know if it's sprouts or watercress in an egg you know yeah. like in an egg cup and the watercress used to Cress, sprout yeah. out i've noticed that a lot of men's hair has basically gone in that direction because if you're someone who always keeps your hair really short and then it just grows a lot so he's getting really frustrated he started wearing a, a hairband around the house i've got really hairy legs um and yeah, I haven't done anything down there at all. Um, and the hair on my chin, which I don't know whether it's because it's summer or because I'm 47. Um, but the hair on my chin has become quite prolific. So I've really had to, I've, I've tried to stay on top of that because I can deal with being hairy everywhere else. But I don't know about you. I sort of think facial hair, you need to start stamping it out early on or it really takes over. So are you sort of on the route to becoming Dave Grohl or any of your other sort of 90s grunge icons? Yeah, or I would be like Chris Christopherson or like a, yeah, I'm trying to think, sort of some a sort of country music singer from the 70s. It's, it's that kind of look. And I, the thing is with chin hair is you only notice it in a certain light. So you only actually notice it if you're sta if the sun hits your face, then suddenly you have this full beard. If you're in shadow, it's kind of fine. Um, but you're not at that stage yet. You've got you, you. You mentioned something about having a little bit of a flirtation with a moustache now and then. Yeah, I'm mustachioed. My natural state <laughs> is mustachioed, and I go to a threading lady who obviously is not in action at the moment. So I'm having to. So what are you using use, instead? Then um, are you using cold a cream wax or? strips, which you know you don't have a moustache, but you do have an attractive red glow in your mustachio area. Um, so I've just kind of given up and. I use it occasionally before a Zoom call with work if I've got a big one. But um, 
otherwise they don't bother. Um, I'm looking a little bit like Slash at the moment. So I've got long flowing curly dark hair, which is particularly glorious and bushy at the moment. Um, and I sort of Brian May meets Slash kind of vibe going on. And I'm embracing it. I think I look quite good. But you haven't had any tattoos done. I thought, I suppose, I suppose in lockdown, it's quite hard to tattoo yourself, but we may have to start doing that soon. The world's the longest prison, needle. Yeah, prison inmates do, just trying to carve out different things on our arms and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm actually currently wearing a dressing gown and from 3pm every day, a, a sort of a clock nails in the house, or if that's the right word, and then that is when you're actually allowed to go into the dressing gown again because I've had I've got friends who are basically in dressing gowns all day and their kids are not getting dressed either and I've said no no I am not going there I will get dressed in the morning but then at 3 p.m the dressing gown goes on so are you getting dressed in the morning or not getting dressed I get dressed in the two minutes before a zoom call starts Sometimes I turn my camera the time, off then? and get dressed and my, my perennial fear is that I'll forget to turn my camera off and they'll just get an eyeful of me getting changed. So I was on a conference call yesterday doing a presentation and I needed to do a wee and it was just coming up to my bit of the presentation where I was supposed to talk, you know, and there was three clients watching or listening actually. They turned their, their visual off so you could just see the little round sort of humming thing. And I was playing this real game with myself of can I get headphones off, nip to the loo, on mute, video off and back again before it's my time to present. And I, I, I left it literally to the last minute. But there was a part of me that because the presentation was, let's say it was lengthy, where I thought this is actually injecting a whole dimension of fun into this, this experience. Can I make it to the toilet and back, get the video and the mute on and off again and nobody discover that I've gone to the loo? It's like the Krypton factor right there. It is. It was like Challenge Annika. Yeah, or, from the old or days. Crystal Maze. Three, two, one, you're locked in the room. Exactly. But yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's that There was actually some poor misfortunate person who managed to video themselves going to the toilet on a Zoom call, which I don't understand because you'd have to take your laptop with you to the <laughs> toilet. <Yeah. laughs> be, it would be very runs. unfortunate. I know. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to, to ask you about lockdown love. And I mean love in the lovey, lovey, lovey sense. And I mean love in the love sense. So what's your general vibe in terms of lockdown love? Because the funny thing that I've noticed is that at the beginning, everyone was going, oh, maybe there'll be like a lockdown baby boom and blah. And um, I think it's going to be the opposite because certainly judging by um, our Instagram followers reaction to a joke that we put up about if there is a baby boom, they'll all be it'll consist entirely of firstborn children because anyone with a kid in the house is just not keen on doing anything remotely sexy for various reasons. And um, I'd say that resonated with our Instagram followers and it certainly resonated with my experience. A, because uh, children, they're just such hard work. And uh, B, because I I think a lot of the stress and the worry is a bit of a dampener on things. And um, I don't think I'm having more sex I'm probably having the same amount I think so it's not been a huge change for me um but there's been some nice stuff for us like I've actually really enjoyed watching my other half teach doing homeschool um it's sort of probably his missed vacation I think he would have been a really good teacher so that sort of made me look at him in a different way and I think generally if you look at um 
I'm sure it's the same for women, men, whatever, like in general, they're probably slightly sexier as a teacher than as, you know, an estate agent or whatever. What would you say? Well, I think it's funny because you've got this thing and there's always a myth, isn't there, that when we're coming up to a catastrophe that people have an increased libido. So they always talk about when people are on planes. That's why a lot of people tend to go into plane toilets and and stuff because you're aware of your own mortality in that minute and you're kind of like, right, I really need to get my end away. But the problem is this this is taking too long. So like I think with a plane, you've sort of it's a, it's a moment in time where you feel maybe aroused or not aroused, whereas this is going on for days and days and weeks and there's no end in sight. And so maybe in the beginning you might have had those feelings, but now it's the reality is is setting in. I can kind of identify with what you said because I think I I do see a different side of my other half which I didn't see before. But we're all focusing a lot of that stress inwards into the family because we haven't got we're not seeing our friends or we're not really able to do any activities that can project it outwards. So the things that would probably make me a better, easier person to live with, I can't, I can't do those things. So actually, I'm, I think both of us are seeing the best and the worst of one another. Um, And it's, it's probably, I mean, I think a lot of relationships will really, they'll struggle. They'll either get a hell of a lot better because it's, you know, if you don't know someone after this all finishes, then you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're cooped up with them 24 um, seven. But for some people, it may just be a little bit like, oh, it's just pushed me over the edge. That's not a depressing thing. But I think it's kind of, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna make you sort of see the good and the bad. Definitely. It's probably a bit like Christmas, you know, in that Christmas can actually be quite a stressful time for relationships. It's a bit of a stress test. And it's a bit of a, I guess, a sort of temperature check if your relationship can survive Christmas with the in-laws with lots of time in, you know, in close quarters, then you're set at least till the next Christmas. And if there's cracks already, then Christmas can really like bring that to the fore. And that's why you see, I guess, a lot of divorce happening um, and breakups happening in January. I think it'll be the same here at the moment. I don't think, you know, couples who are really arguing cannot escape each other. Well, they can, if they're in danger, obviously you need to leave, you need to make yourself safe. Um, but if it's just sort of low level, irritating, um, low level, seeing a different side to each other, then I think, you know, there's probably a lot of, a lot that might change once we're. What happens if you're in the beginning phases of a relationship? Cause we've got like a neighbor who's a few houses down and they just started a little dalliance, you know, him and another lady who lives around the corner Ooh. and they've not been able to see one another, obviously. So they were just starting to go out. Um, now you can do the official going to meet in a park, but you have to stay socially distant. So I'm just thinking it's quite interesting to think about those relationships where you probably are just about to embark on something and then it suddenly stopped and you couldn't see one another anymore. And in some ways might make it more interesting in that you've then got to do all of your communication remotely, you know, instead of suddenly rushing into things, which you often do. Um, I think some people I know are in a similar situation and imagine the anticipation that's building up. And also yeah, I exactly. hear from dating friends that online dating has become much kinder. People are asking each other about um, how they're feeling, what their situation is, what their work situation is, asking if they're okay physically um, rather than just asking for nudes. Yeah, well, that might be one little silver lining. So the silver lining, because we, we're trying to find little silver linings, aren't we? That's one. People being kinder to each other. And now we have a lovely lockdown pre-record by Dr. Karen Gurney, the psychologist and psychosexologist, who I asked her basically for some advice for couples um, who are 
getting on each other's nerves and she's got some really good advice of how to deal with these difficult conversations you can't get away from each other um so how do you confront issues when you are living uh, in you know in isolation or in lockdown and also talks about the impact of all of this on relationships and how basically it can be the best of times or the worst of times so here she is get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a sponsored post. This is a sponsored, sponsored post. It's Anarchy here. I'm just calling you up because um, I've got my period. Um, I'm thinking I might try one of those new moon cups. Oh, moon cup, you say? Well, that happens to be my favourite subject. How did you know? I just guessed. You're that kind of gal. I'll take it. I actually did wonder what it would take for me to convince you to try moon cup. I've sort of had my eye on bringing you to my side, the dark side of the moon. Oh, I know, I know. And you're always keeping me up to date with all the latest things in sanitary care as well, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a joke. This is true. Um, So I've been using my moon cup for a long, long while. It's the only one that's made in the UK. It launched in 2002 and I started using one. I think I was, you know what? I think I must have been one of the original users because I was at uni at that time and I saw it advertised on the back of a toilet door with a sticker. It was kind of guerrilla marketing. And I was like, what's this moon cup thing? And I tried it. And I've got through about three of them since then. So I've kind of got rid of, of, you know, a couple. I lost one and the other one I just thought was looking a little bit sad and got rid of it. When you say that you lost it, you didn't lose it inside yourself then? No, no, there's no way. The only way is down from a vagina. There's no way all the way up. Um, Were you worried? Yes, I was worried. I was worried. That was one of my barriers as to why I haven't tried it. Why else haven't you tried it, mate? Um, Well, I'm going to go back to my normal voice now because my uh, my accent wasn't working there. Um, I think one of the things I was worried about was kind of just how it feels and the size of it. Um, I suppose post-baby, still only a year and a bit in, um, I've been probably a bit more wedded to using towels just because they feel a bit more comfy. There's two different sizes, so... 
you just have a look at the, the table and they've got a sort of slightly bigger one and a slightly smaller one, depending on whether you've had a baby and how old you are. They've got an advice line that you can call up and really have a little chat with them about any issues that you have. I know a lot of people have questions about whether to use it with, you know, a coil or anything. And I'm not best placed to answer that question, but they have an advice line that with medical professionals. So if you are worried, you can give them a ring. Oh, well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for all your advice on the Moon Cup. Have I have I won you over? Well, you know what? I think I might give it a whirl. What have I got to lose, really? Um, and I guess there's also the whole area of wastage as well. And uh, I'm feeling a bit guilty about my carbon footprint and all that stuff. So uh, that's another reason to try it. It's true. And if you go to the Moon Cup website, website they've got this amazing ticker it's like a real-time ticker that tells you how many tampons and towels have been diverted from the waste stream so every time they sell a moon cup they kind of work out this is how many tampons and towels that we are saving so look at it you'll find it very motivating right while you're there Mm -hmm. listeners if you want to buy a moon cup you can use the code hotbed and get 10% off which makes it around or less than 20 quid Mm. can you give me that little address again that information again please it's mooncup.co.uk all right i'm off to go and have a toasted cheese sandwich now see you later end of the sponsored post hi hot bed listeners it's dr karen aka the sex doctor and i wanted to talk with you about long-term relationships in lockdown the good the bad and the ugly The events of recent weeks have left us shell-shocked. Our usual routines have been turned upside down and the freedoms and security we previously took for granted are no longer so. A proportion of us find ourselves in lockdown with our partners 24-7, a situation which could be challenging for even the most harmonious of relationships. So what are some of the issues coming up and what can we do about them? The first issue we face is too much time in close contact with those that we love. For many couples, in and out of lockdown, too much time together can be challenging. So clearly at the moment, this is difficult for many of us. Despite the fact that you might be spending 24-7 together, it's likely that this time is not like the time you spend together when you go on a two-week camping trip in the summer and everyone is chilled and relaxed and enjoying the novelty of new surroundings. Instead, we're having to deal with our own frustration, our own boredom, and the monotony of daily life, alongside our separate anxieties about work, about money perhaps, about entertaining the kids all the time, or perhaps even COVID itself. So there's two issues for us to deal with here. One, how to find time for ourselves, or to find space in the current day, both literally and metaphorically. And two, how to recognise the impact of all of this on our own mood and well-being and be aware that we both might need more support than usual at a time when we're both feeling depleted. So regular planned breaks from five minutes to a few hours need to be built in as essential parts of our day. Ideally, this should be in a place where you can't see or hear the other partner or the kids, i.e. go for a walk or go for a run. But if you can't manage this, then a good pair of headphones and a closed door or a garden will do. Don't underestimate the power of five to ten minutes or more to yourself to unplug from your family and perhaps chat to a friend, listen to a meditation or read a few pages of a book. And also don't be fooled into thinking you don't need this and instead wait for a crisis to break out before you take some time for yourself. Look after each other proactively by trying to build in these breaks in advance. It's also important for us to recognise that 
We are likely to be our partner's main source of emotional support and that as best we can, we should try and hold in mind that they too are struggling and need compassion, kindness and time to reset, even if they're driving us crazy. Encourage each other to take what you need and do tell each other when you're struggling. The other key issue we have to deal with during lockdown is the impact of it on a shift in relationship dynamics and roles. And this can be really amplified for those with children. For example, on a basic level, sharing a workspace with a new colleague, your partner, that you can essentially never get away from. If you have the space to not work in the same room or to take shifts at the workstation, then this might be a way to manage it. Otherwise, Make sure that you make a distinction at the end of the day, out of work colleague mode, into partner mode again. It might just be that you perhaps get changed at the end of the day to signify that shift, perhaps have a short walk to represent uh, something like a commute, or have a ritual of packing the workspace away and you know putting some music on that denotes the end of the day. Lockdown has pushed us all to cope with something we've never had to cope with before. And one of the potential impacts of this is the ways in which parents might be polarised in their strategies for managing the kids. For example, for couples who were previously uh, more aligned with their ideas of managing the kids, all of a sudden a gap might have opened up between them. Perhaps one parent's response to, to the lockdown and the impact of lockdown on the kids is, you know, the kids are going through a lot, let's give them a break. And this parent might want to be more relaxed about screen time, about bedtime and other boundaries that have previously been in place. The other parent, perhaps, might feel that the kids need boundaries now more than ever and wants no new allowances. It's easy for differences to happen in an unusual situation like we find ourselves just now, uh, for differences to kind of open up between us. And the best way to deal with this is an explicit conversation about how to present a more united front, one that doesn't wind each other up when you hear the other one talking about it, and perhaps a middle ground that feels okay to both. Lockdown, for some of us, has also brought with it a change in roles and family dynamics. So perhaps a parent who is usually at work might find themselves being at home furloughed, or a parent who usually does the lion's share of the childcare now is the only one leaving the house as a key worker. These kind of shifts can create real turmoil and potentially resentment because for some people, the expectation of a sudden drastic increase in childcare might feel like a real opportunity for them, especially if they usually see less of the kids, but can also lead them to feel de-skilled and open to criticism if the other parent feels more of an expert into how, how to manage the kids day to day. Similarly, Gender politics can really come more to the fore if we suddenly find ourselves at home equal amounts of time and one person still finds that they do the majority of the cooking, cleaning and housework. With all of these challenges, there are two things that I want you to take away from them. First, this period in our lives is not normal and the challenges you're facing are not representative of your relationship in real life. It will go back to normal and things will seem easier. Saying that, are there any useful clues about grumbling resentments that perhaps were in your relationship already that have really been brought to the fore with lockdown that you might want to address? And secondly, there isn't much in relationships that can't be solved by a good old conversation about it. The beauty of this is that talking, really talking, is also quality time together as opposed to crashing on the TV watching Netflix. 
And this can make us feel connected and more like a united front. If you're going to talk about some of these challenges, please use these guidelines. Name your own feelings, name your worries and name what you need. Everything you say should be about you and how you feel, not what they're doing or not doing. Lastly, I wanted to say that for some people, their relationship may not just be a source of stress at the moment, but a place of fear. For those people, please know that feeling frightened by the person you live with is not something you need to endure. And there are places and organisations who are still open and wanting to give you support. And there's a list of support helplines and organisations in today's show notes. That's all from me. Stay safe and well and see you soon. Hi, Hotbed listeners. My name's Rachel, and the lovely Lisa, Cherry, and Anarchy said I could tell you about my new podcast, Step Life. The podcast is all about step families, as four years ago, I met my now husband, who has three children. I was a single girl, living alone, and it was a huge shock to what I was used to. So I thought I'd start a podcast to help anyone in the step or blended family, and also to give some insight to people what life can be like in a blended family. To get the first episode and subscribe to the series, please check out the Hotbed show notes. I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much in advance for listening. Dr. Karen, Dr. Karen, Dr. Karen. She's the cleverest lady on the block. She looks really good and she's got good advice and she'll always give you the time of day. If you meet her in the flesh. So sweet. Nice little song. (laughs) She'll love that. She thinks that we're, well, she doesn't. I mean, I don't know what she thinks of us. I don't really want to know. But um, she certainly knows she's adored. She's really on the ascendance as well, which is lovely because... You know, she's one of those people that you want her to do really well. So when she does, there's a lot of people that I don't want to do very well because I'm a horrible, uncharitable monster. But she's one of those people you you really want to do well. And I kind of, I want to see her on Oprah and I want to see her nailing it because she's just, she's genuinely a lovely person and very clever. So I hope that that advice was useful to you. I certainly found it really useful. Um, and you know for other people as well and have already sent it on I transcribed it the moment I listened to it and sent it on to some people who I think are struggling so um yeah she's good cut cut it out and keep it so speaking also of sex we can't really have a lockdown podcast um that doesn't mention normal people the BBC three adaptation of the Sally Rooney book of the same name because talk about sexy lots of really good sex scenes Sexy man, sexy woman, Connell and Marianne, Irish accents, drama, glamour, romance, Italy, ice cream. I mean, what more could we want? It was perfect in a way in terms of when it when it's been on, because it's just been, I mean, I think most people have binge watched it, have just watched one episode after another. The only bit, and I'm not going to reveal what happened, but I'll have to check with you whether you felt the same, that frustrated me a bit was obviously his, in the beginning, they're very different people. And he isn't quite as into her, obviously. And that bit, I found it hard then to reconcile with the fact that later on he wasn't that person anymore. Because he's a bit crap at the beginning, isn't he? And then actually he, it emerges that he's not um, in lots of different ways and lots of different things happen. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's really I don't know I can't really think that I've seen another one like that another kind of TV drama that's been so intense in terms of bringing to life that dynamic that goes on when you first met somebody I know and I think I think what's so good about it having read the book is she sort of really beds in with each character's psychology so that you really understand these people that are not perfect they're not villains they are normal people and one thing I really notice is how she includes all the sort of vocal tics and swallowing you know things like swallowing when you're awkward or rubbing the back of your head and things like that which actually was translated so well into the tv adaptation where I thought their performances particularly his um, Paul Mescal's was just so natural that it felt like we were watching real people um, it was almost like reality the best of sort of any kind of reality tv or or documentary I put something on my stories about it and then one of the things that it brought up for people, which I don't know whether it brought up for you because you're you're younger, is that it kind of made you nostalgic for that first boyfriend, you know, to sort of think back again to that first intense, you know, relationship you might have had. Because obviously they're young when they meet, they're still at school. Um, and then some people were saying it made them feel a bit sad because we've talked about that in the book as well. We've talked about the fact that there's a lot of intensity to those initial kind of relationships that you have when you're still finding out who you are and stuff and so there was little bits of me where I was kind of like oh god you know I'd I'd forgotten what that's like you know to to be so so into somebody um but also so new to that whole thing so you kind of made me I had this boyfriend when I was 15 who he lived in New Zealand and he I met him in New Zealand but he was very awkward and shy and always said the wrong thing and even you know even looked quite awkward and was falling over all the time and I hadn't thought about him for years but after watching this it suddenly made me think about that again and I think for for a lot of people who are in their maybe 40s and and plus it sort of took them back to their youth a bit you know not in a bad way I mean I don't know did, did it make you think about your first boyfriend or not mm, so much my first boyfriend was a bit of a tearaway who ended up in prison for arson so it didn't make me nostalgic for him um but it made me do you know actually it really made me appreciate being an adult because I just hated being that age I always felt like there was a party going on that I wasn't invited to probably because there was a party going on that I wasn't invited to and actually seeing her and all her cool friends and that uni life that was quite intellectual it was kind of irritating but um I sort of did desperately want that at some point and didn't really get it until later on when I was an adult when I started working and um so for me my life was made when I was like 25 and before that it was socially like and romantically not where I wanted it to be which is sort of part of growing up isn't it yeah exactly it is but I mean it's it's it says something that it manages to speak to such a big group of people because I bet there's loads of younger people who could relate to it but then there's women who are kind of like in their 40s and 50s who are looking back and yeah it was it was one of the that is another silver lining there you've just captured was normal people definitely I wish I could watch it again we're struggling now to find something we're really because we were watching so much tv just trying to find something that's good after life Ricky Gervais Afterlife. I know, but I've watched that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not much what sex did you in think? it, hotbed fans, but it is very, very funny um, and has a wealth of comedy talent in it, like Joe Wilkinson, who I absolutely love from him and her and from his stand-up, and he's the postman. Yeah, and what's the actress's name? Um, the comedian, I'm trying to think, who plays the prostitute? Is it Rosie? Oh, um, Rasheen. Um, Rasheen. Is it Cody? Conati, or? yeah. Conati, that's well. it. She's 
brilliant. Exactly. And also Tom Basden is the newspaper editor. I think it's very sad. And I couldn't watch it last year when it came out because we'd been through a bereavement and it was just too much. But watching it this year has been really good. It's such a great setup. So Ricky Gervais's wife has died of cancer. He is suicidal um, and uses that sort of standpoint. Not that you could call being suicidal as a standpoint, but for dramatic purposes it is. Uses it as a way basically to say what he thinks all the time, which makes him really, really rude. But in some ways it's a little bit of comic relief to hear these sort of moments of truth and what he's really thinking. And then you've got the videos of the wife as she's dying, telling him how to live his life and how to be happy. And it's really moving. And, you know, it's it's a sort of crying and laughing experience, which is very, I think, very unusual. I think it's really difficult to get that balance of extreme emotion. And mm, he's done it. I think it. that's a good, that's another, that's a very good recommendation. Um, because that's the other thing, isn't it, with lockdown, is that suddenly your entertainment is mainly Zoom quizzes and TV. That's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah, lots of screens. Lots and of screens. And the other thing that we tend to do is like watching people get deliveries, shopping deliveries, because <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of entertainment. So if a van arrives, because the street's Ooh. so quiet now, sort of, oh, yeah. they've got the, the delivery they from Arcado. They managed to get a delivery and then sort of maybe looking... Our neighbour is lovely, but she's getting 20 bags of fertiliser delivered to her house. <laughs> and then everyone in the street has bagsied one. So, I mean, that's that's eaten up quite a lot of time is kind of, you know, when's the compost going to arrive? And there's some funny things that are happening with people probably investing much more time in their gardens. Paul spent the whole weekend last Saturday painting the kitchen, which is something that we've had on the agenda for a long, long time. But because I was at home and I could look after the kids and there was no activities and no parties, he just did it. And it was, you know, I was like, actually, there's, you know, I don't know if you, you probably haven't got around to doing any of that homey stuff. But there seems to be a lot of kind of people going to the dump, clearing out, you know, spending more time at home. So perhaps investing a bit more time in it, which is another little nice thing, isn't it? it is if nice. you have the time to yeah, do it. No. We're just working and looking after the kids and they're just too young to get involved in any kind of DIY project. So it's just not worth it. We start stuff and stop it and it gets ruined. And then I think that's the other funny thing about this time is no one feels entitled to complain because everyone knows that it's worse somewhere else, which, you know, again, is the same as normal life because there's always someone worse off than you. But I think particularly with it being heightened is that people always, if you notice, people are caveating every complaint they're making with like I know I'm lucky because of this and that and I'm counting my blessings that's the other expression I'm hearing a lot and you know it's true that everyone's finding this difficult for different reasons and some obviously more than others but I think it's very safe to say that we're all having a worse time than we normally are um, in which case I say it's okay to complain as long as you find people who are likely to be sympathetic what do you think? Yeah I think you need to I mean I you know I've been crying quite a lot which is probably not that positive thing to say but the funny thing I've noticed which I hadn't cried for quite a long time is that there's a relief after you've done it so actually if you're someone who has a bit of anxiety the anxiety kind of keeps keeps on and keeps on and keeps on and then you have the crying thing and then actually it kind of kills it off for quite a while and so you know and and the other thing is is that everyone's going through tough times you know everyone is and everyone's going through different situations. But I don't think we need to feel guilty that our, our stuff is not quite so bad as someone else's stuff. I mean, I, I find it's really hard to kind of... 
mean, I'm glad that we're all healthy, but I find it really hard to use that as a impetus to be grateful every single day. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's like gratitude, isn't it? It's kind of, I did a, a gratitude list when I was going through some really lousy times a, a long time ago. And it was funny because I would try and pick out the most minor of things. So it'd be like when I went to get some toilet paper, there was two pieces of toilet paper so I could wipe my bum, you know, so I was happy. Um, <laughs> And at the moment, it feels a bit like that. It's kind of like, yeah, when I went to go and make my cup of tea, there was a tea bag. And so I'm happy that there was a tea bag or, you know, um, I'm happy that I managed to get, a, you know, a nice sandwich and I ate it for two seconds on my own without somebody crawling over me. Hey, don't, asking. don't knock that. That is, that is a prime, <laughs> that is up there. That is a grey day feeling, that one. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's it. You're kind of, you are slightly grasping at straws, but, you know, it's there there are little little tiny things hopefully you can find and then you've got a lovely dressing gown bigger things it is nice it's like frenchy from greece it's very exotic it looks like you've been sent it by an exotic marine boyfriend well when i go to the nhs clapping on a thursday i've noticed that's another phenomenon i don't know if it happens around by you but a lot of the ladies dress up now so they come outside um, so I always wear my dressing gown and we've now got this really complicated scenario where some people are doing drumming and some people are doing singing and some people are playing the violin, but there's nobody conducting the whole thing. So it's just a catawall of mess. Um, and I get a bit cynical and I'm like, they really need, we need to get someone in here who's going to really direct this because it's a mess. And then I'm like, no, actually, it's quite nice that people are coming out. And blowing a trombone. Do you, you still, obviously you're doing the clapping, aren't you, every Thursday? I am, and the other day I went for a run and I came back a bit late and they were clapping as I ran past and it was absolutely excruciating because it looked as if I was like on the finish line for a marathon and desperately trying to hide, but there's nowhere to hide because there's neighbours everywhere you turn. Um, but yeah, still clapping. Yeah, of course, clapping for carers. Not just carers, but all our frontliners. So um, yeah, I will be there every Thursday, sometimes maybe a few minutes late in my lycra. So I think I'm going to bid you and your lovely, lovely dressing gown adieu. And I will see you on the other side. I, I hope it's not well, we'll too long before see I can before. see you before. Hopefully, again. yeah, exactly. We'll try and, uh, we will try and meet up Zoom-wise something in the interim. And uh, what, what is the sign-off phrase? It needs to be stay well, isn't it? Nanu, nanu, stay well. Nanu, nanu is what I'll go for. <laughs> nanu, nanu. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.